Welcome to the Purpose Driven Real Estate Podcast. This is where passion meets purpose in an ever-changing real estate market. I'm your host, Steve Valentine, former real estate agent turned real estate entrepreneur, speaker, and guide to all things real estate. And this is my co-host, Paige Tons, former D1 college athlete turned real estate adultrepreneur. Whether you work in the industry or you are a consumer of real estate, with each episode, we intend to raise the bar in our industry and show you the purpose behind every piece of real estate in your life. What's up, Miss Paige? How's it going today? Pretty spectacular. Yeah? What was spectacular about today? Uh, we started our first podcast episode and did the introduction. Right. And I nailed it, right? <laughs> Nibs. <laughs> Only a few of you will know what that means. Anyway, what's on the topic for today? Today's episode is on your adversities that turn into advantages. You know how much I love this topic? How much? How much? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd never ask, Paige. (laughs) Jeez. Um, You know, it's such a great question because I think that life is full of people. I hate using the word victim, but it's I thought you were gonna say life is full of failures. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Sorry, go Uh, ahead. No, I just, I think that so many people use the victim mentality and they use it as an excuse to continue to fail and not rise up. And what a lot of people don't realize is using their advantages, their adversities as their advantages, is because they think that things happened to them and not for them. Mm-hmm. And here's here's why I say that. Um, you know, I believe that early on in 2006, when Wendy and I lost everything, Come 2007, 2008, we were already over the pain. I mean, it was it was a substantial amount of loss and uh, a substantial amount of debt with two toddlers running around, not a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on, and not a lot of income happening. But we quickly realized the advantage of that adversity. And what the advantage was mm-hmm. is that it happened to us long before it was popular to be at a cocktail party talking about how many houses you lost. And so we were able to counsel and guide people through the emotional process and what to do and what not to do as they started to go down that road of maybe going through a short sale or a foreclosure. Because nobody really knew what to expect at that time Mm because it just started happening. And I was the fortunate guinea pig, so I knew exactly what was gonna happen. (laughs) Fortunate guinea pig. Yeah, it's not so fortunate at the time, but at the time, I never thought it was happening for me, it was happening to me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to change our mindset that, you know what, it's okay, we're gonna figure this out and it's gonna work together for good. Right. And kind of move through that process. And so, you know, you just look at those those challenges and figure out how is it gonna help me or how did it help me become the person that I am today? Right, totally. Um, What has been your biggest adversity that turned into an advantage? Oh, I'd say <clears throat> thus far, we've we've had quite a few of them. Um, again, from losing everything in 2006, uh, breaking my neck in 2008, mm-hmm. and almost being paralyzed. Those slight challenge. Slight challenge. Not my biggest challenge, though. My, my biggest adversity was really losing my dad in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, for some of you may or may not know, uh, real estate genius, been in the business forever, uh, a great man, and he was suddenly diagnosed with terminal cancer in 2014, December, and it was nine months from death to diagnosis. And so 
what ends up happening is diagnosis to death. Diagnosis to death. Well, either way, Sorry. it was backwards. <laughs> um, but what happened was, is it it was a healing process for me. Mm-hmm. So my dad and I kind of have a rocky relationship after um, we had split our partnership in 2006 when the market tanked, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a rough couple of years. And so it was a process for me to go back in because he and my mom needed my help because he was going through chemo, uh, going through all going through chemo and brain radiation to Mm -hmm. try to cure the cancer. And what it did was it took him into basically just culture shock. I mean, he just wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my only goal was to make sure that my mom was stable and that the business was going to function because he had still had a real estate broker was going to function uh, once he passed. And it happened pretty quickly. But that adversity created my greatest advantage because what I saw in that nine months was something that my dad had created that I started to be able to look from the outside in and Mm -hmm. started thinking about, well, if I could tweak that just a little bit and keep in mind, we were just coming out of basically the bulk of the bank owned or the REO days Mm -hmm. where there wasn't as much business and I was trying to figure out how to pivot and shift with the change that was happening. So now we relied on the REO business for all those years, and now all of a sudden we're having to try to find a different niche mm-hmm. and kind of walk through that. And you know that adversity of, you know, my dad was 65 when he passed, just seeing that gave me a different insight into the business and mm-hmm. a different type and a different way of doing it by tweaking it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's so really turned it into your advantage. Correct. So our advantage is, is what we do now in providing a handcrafted real estate solution mm-hmm. because we have so many options and there's not one size that fits all, whether you're a consumer or real estate agent, mm-hmm. you know what? There's a ton of different things that can be done and ways that you can wrap up a piece of real estate, whether you're buying or selling. Right. So when I think about adversity, and turning adversity into an advantage. I don't have like a very specific time or experience. Right. It's um, actually when I was playing softball, well, most of my life, um, from 10 to 18, mostly in my college experiences though, because in the game of baseball and softball, you're failing, if you fail seven out of 10 times, you're a great hitter. Right. So it was, um, softball taught me a lot about being, having role, you have to turn your um, adversities into advantages or else you will be in a slump <laughs> for doubt. a long time. Without a doubt. So that was um, actually like very, very difficult for me to accept for a long time. So how did you learn to do this? Because a lot of times as humans like myself and in the softball example, we just want to like give up and... Sure. Like I mean, what's the difference between, you know, giving up and, and moving forward and figuring that out? Um, you know, there was a great book that I read when I was going through our challenges of our loss, and it was uh, John Maxwell's Failing Forward. Hmm. And basically, if you look at a mental picture of failing forward is that every time you fail, you're actually one step closer to success. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, successful people didn't get successful by having success 100% of the time. Right. They became successful because they're guinea pigs in life. 
They tried, they failed, they tried, they failed. I'm just imagining failed. all these guinea pigs right? everywhere. <laughs> guinea pigs everywhere, climbing up ladders. <laughs> um, so you, you want to go through and figure out, okay, well, it didn't work that time, so how do I change it and make it work better? Mm-hmm. In fact, we have, um, every now and again, I pull it back out, I have a top 10 lessons I learned after splitting up the partnership with my parents and losing, I think mm-hmm. at the time we had lost a little over a million dollars worth of cash and assets mm-hmm. and we were stuck with a million dollars worth of debt in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and just began to write, what did I learn from this experience so that I don't repeat it? Mm-hmm. And so you start going down and you know, every time you fail at something, and I don't even like to use the word fail, I like to use the word challenge, because mm-hmm. I think we all have or challenges. Or your adversity. Or your adversity, right. So we're challenged by a ton of things, and it comes all the way back down to a diet, mm-hmm. getting healthy, weight loss, any of that stuff, there's gonna be adversity and there's gonna be challenges and everything. So what did you learn from the day before mm-hmm. that you could do better? You know, do you, do you need to stay away from the donuts. The the candy bowl at the front of the office on your way Thank out. Thank God that's empty. <laughs> Paige likes the candy. So does everybody else. Just one piece of chocolate. Every five minutes. Every hour. <laughs> um, so I just, I think that everything in life. We should put celery in that bowl. Oh, gross. <laughs> just how about brown bananas? Um, I just think that every challenge in life, you have to look at and figure out how you do it better and figure out the impact it's not only gonna have on you, but it's gonna have on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And this is the one thing that I can tell you that a lot of people don't see. Maybe the challenge, maybe the challenge. it did happen to you, but it happened so that you could help somebody else down the road. So it happened for, for you. you in order to help somebody else to have an impact on them. Gotcha, that's a good outlook on it. Well, you only have two ways to look at it, right? But it's really hard to look at that when it happens. <laughs> oh, there's there's no doubt in the moment that's kind of where you know you have to have that faith that something mm-hmm. good's going to come out of this, and you pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and and start making it happen. I think you know, even for some people, I think some of the things that took me out of my adversities was a my family, mm-hmm. b my faith and C was the drive to want more. Mm-hmm. I want more for my life, I want more for my kids, I wanna have a greater impact, and I think some people stop because they don't have a why and they don't have a passion, mm-hmm. and they've lost their drive to succeed because they felt like they've been you know, hit in the gut. Mm-hmm. Just gotta keep getting up. So what do you do, what do you, so you've been around me long enough, last couple of years, to see what happens, you know, when you see adversity. What happens when you see adversity in the millennial age group? I mean, that's one of the reasons we're here. Hmm. What's what's that look like? They go back to play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I guess I feel kind of lucky because I've been all around a lot of motivated people. I've surrounded myself with a lot of motivated people who are driven. Like right. you said, they they want something better. So maybe it's a positive outlook (laughs) where, you know, I think where the millennials or maybe people in our age group miss out is 
either they're trying to do it by themselves or they're not asking questions or they're too prideful to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think that having a group and surrounding yourself with other people who are able to help pull you out of that, whether that's family, friends, um, an outside group, um, community, I think that's um, a huge piece in pulling yourself out of adversary and turning it into an advantage. I mean, you make a huge point. It's uh, it's one of those things that maybe we should talk a little bit more about on the next episode mm-hmm. is the, um, the depth of your relationships versus the um, surface level relationships. Mm-hmm. I know you've been reading a book and you've started a group, you know, with a, a tribe called Bliss with Lori Harder mm-hmm. um, and your group and you're loving that that mentorship and they're loving yeah. just being around that. And I know that, you know, early on in 2008, when the crash was happening, there was a group of guys that we'd have coffee together and mm-hmm. it was about how do we do it different? What can we do? Um, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. And that helped. And even now, we're in the same piece where you're constantly moving from group to group in mm-hmm. order to hopefully be there to help you with your adversities yeah. and help you turn those into your advantages. Yeah. So what do you say that maybe next everything time? Everything is uh, better with when you put your, when you have a support group, when you have people lifting you up and not just yourself. Yeah, and I think that... Uh, you also look at how many people rely on social media for their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's one of those pieces. You know, that's why they call right. it fake book, right? You know, everything everything is is you know flowers and roses and and fluff and donuts when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, people live in that fake world and they have to go back to the reality. Except and they, when the election comes around, right? <laughs> but they they miss the opportunity because they don't want to post out of embarrassment. Right. And, you know, I remember... I think we're all guilty of it. Oh, we're, we're all guilty of that. <laughs> um, I remember having... In, here's probably the greater piece maybe we can leave off on here. I think sometimes we limit our abilities to have a greater impact on people because we're not vulnerable, mm-hmm. because we're afraid of judgment we're afraid of being ridiculed and we don't allow ourselves to be out there. Mm -hmm. And it also causes us to look weak. Mm -hmm. And I remember in 2008 specifically being challenged with um, an article that was written on myself, uh, being a successful real estate agent. And we had this team and this is what it looks like. And I was faced with the choice of do I show my weakness and my vulnerability to the entire industry mm-hmm. that we had gone from this great, amazing real estate team to broke and losing everything mm-hmm. in order to have a greater impact or inspiration on people that were getting ready to go through it or were too embarrassed to talk about it amongst other real estate agents. Right. So when that article came out, I was thankful that the impact it had on the industry in 2008. Mm-hmm. You know, it had. Well, it just makes you so much more relatable right. to other people. Well, you you don't want to look untouchable, and sometimes I think when you get to a certain point of success, you're afraid to be vulnerable. You know, if you looked at even where you're at in mm-hmm. your current ride, 
you're looking pretty successful and things are good, so are you going to have the ability to be vulnerable if something happens? Mm -hmm. And same thing with me, you start looking at all those pieces, but I know that it had a greater impact than if I would have been, oh, look at me, things are good, blah, 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 and instead it was, the impact was reversed. You know, I had real estate agents calling crying because of the impact it had on their lives. I had Mm -hmm. people say that it changed their lives and gave them hope that it would pass. So, you know, make sure that you're using your adversities to your advantage. And if you're currently going through an adversity, really try to have the faith and surround yourself with good people. They're going to help you get through it and make sure you look around and figure out how to use that adversity to your advantage. Till next time. Peace out. Peace out.